live from Walnut Kills, California. Here we are on the Walnut Kills estate with another edition of Lucha World. I am Vandal, the love handle Drummond, or as Johnny Legend would prefer me to say, the baby bitch Drummond. And I am with Alfredo Esparza, who has a ton of news. He will be to the... You know know what I wanted to ask you first? What's that? Did you fill out a March Madness bracket? What's a March Madness bracket? NCAA tournament? Basketball tournament? You know what? Don't you do one in that work? Oh, they do in the work, but I never never understand what they're doing. No, I I, I, I was just curious. I was just curious if you ever got into it. I usually give them a couple of bucks and say, fill it out for me. I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) Do you know how I picked a Super Bowl winners? Oh. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I love their helmets. <laughs> That's how you pick them? Yeah, yeah, because cause the design of their helmet reminds me of the old, uh, logos for an old TV station from the early 70s. And I thought you had like a formula for picking college teams, like mas- favorite mascot, favorite cheerleaders. That's what I use. Favorite mascot would be a good way to go. Yeah, that's usually I like that. I, that is a it good way. It fails miserably, cause, especially when you're a UTEP Miners fan and <laughs> you're rooting for a giant... A mascot with a giant um, that looks like a giant miner. <laughs> That's one of many reasons why I do not gamble. Yeah. The only time I pay lotto is if um, my buddies at work are having a little lotto pool. And you, you know what I was, always thought was so funny about those lotto pools? At least at my work, or most places I worked, they only do it when the jackpot gets up to like $300 million. Yes, They're yes. like, ah, $3 million, yeah. chicken feed. That's how we all Chicken do it. feed. That, oh, $300 million? Yeah. And then. $1 this, million? Oh, how's that going to last us? And then, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. I can only buy one house yeah, with I that. I can only buy one house. Why do I want this? And, and, and then the, the other thing that cracks me up is okay, one, you know, the odds of you winning are. You have better odds of – this is what I've heard. There's a study done. You have better odds of being bitten by a rattlesnake in downtown L.A. <laughs> than winning the lottery. And uh, even though the people know what the odds are, I s- still see people getting steamed up. You know what sucks? If you take the winnings in one lump sum, yes, you're taxed I mean. extra. Yes. You are taxed extra. And it is a crime that the government can do you're three hundred million dollars richer, you idiot. Well, you still you're only one hundred fifty million dollars richer. Oh, that must hurt. <laughs> that must hurt. Oh. How are you going to buy? How are you going to buy your basketball elite team? Yeah, right? all this your favorite sports. Team how are you going to become an evil billionaire? Yes, yes, yes. I I always find that funny when you when, when you tell somebody, oh, you know that the the lotto is like a million dollars. Yeah, but you only get five hundred thousand. <laughs> After taxes, it's like, oh, yes, like you have $500,000 where you And can. most of those people probably have some big mortgage that, to pay yeah, off. Yeah, the, yeah. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, so that no, always cracked me we up. Don't have, we don't have any brackets. Although I did. No pick, brackets. I, have to, I filled out two. I have Florida winning one and the other one Michigan State. Ah. Covering my bases. The Very Florida cool. Gators and the Michigan State Spartans. They both have wacky mascots, too, so... Okay, then that, that's, that's all it's about. That's, a bonus. that's all about. And I also picked Florida to beat uh, Marco Corleone's Syracuse Orange <laughs> purposely, just because I, I'm still, I still have this like secret feud going with him <laughs> for whatever reason <laughs> that even he doesn't ignore. That's this. awesome. I'm still mad at him. Don't you love being mad at somebody who doesn't know you're yes, mad at them? Yes. I love it. That's fun. He's a good guy. He's all right. He's a good guy. There is a lot going on in Lucha. Uh, Much of. Which you've missed, right? <laughs> I would, The reason I said I'm going to be fielding questions to Fredo is I have been totally disconnected from the human race. Not really from the human race, but 
I just been working, um, working, working on our new house, going to the gym. I've been doing a lot of reading lately. Um, and then going to bed. You have like a life or something. I know, isn't it weird? (laughs) But no, I've watched, the only wrestling I've watched in the last two weeks, uh, there's two things. Um, Paulina Carthagian, uh, emailed me on Facebook and notified me, hey, there's some, uh, Lost Titanes and El Ring clips from 1972. Who runs their music on Titanes? It's not them, or is it a company that they've created? You mean all their theme yeah, songs? because I, I noticed on my... Well, account. actually, this is something I want to forward to you, is uh, there was a whole podcast done where they interviewed the musicians who wrote the music in the early 70s. Yeah, the only reason I, I, I tell you this, because uh, remember, you brought in a bunch of the videos that I uploaded to YouTube. Yes. And all of a sudden, I got these... Um, not strikes, because strikes are completely different, mm-hmm. to, um, but copyright claims oh. for the music, which you just have to prove, and that's fine. They make their money off of that if they want to. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I was just like, wow, this is a, it's been a while for them to do they, that. Yeah, <laughs> they actually, the the album, the Titanic and the Ring album, the one that had the best, catchiest songs was uh, produced in 1972. It's still... It took uh, a while to get to it. <laughs> to, like, start figuring out that there's people making, like, they're not making money. Well, you know what? Sure. I got to forward you the podcast because, you know, it's still the greatest irony uh, of Is me. Is uh, English or Spanish? It's in Spanish. Oh, Spanish? Where they yeah. do a complete, uh, it's like a one-hour interview with uh, the composer oh, really? of the tunes. Where They do podcasts in Argentina? They do, believe it or not. <laughs> yes, yes. It's it's so weird that, um, like, Mexico, I would expect there would be, like, a ton of Lucha podcasts. Mm-hmm. But there's still radio shows. Like, there's radio shows, not necessarily podcasts. Interesting. They're making money. That's yeah, yeah, true, true. The podcast, you have to, like, create, like, a subscription type of service. That's and, true. Yeah, that takes a little more effort. And you'd either be doing it as a labor of love yeah, or... Yeah, it's like... Yeah, well, these Titanis clips that were uh, on there, most of them were without audio. And what it appears was was a bunch of clips that were going to be uh, used... Uh, as a TV commercial for the the TV show, so there are but just little snippets of the matches. They're not unlike I don't know if you've ever seen those old uh, eight millimeter films from the Olympic that yeah, somebody yeah. just I actually have I have that on DVD. And, and since since those cameras only could film for five or seven minutes, you just got little snippets of the matches. That's what this is like. So while there were no complete matches, it was really fun to see. Uh, I felt like the guy at the end of Cine- Cinema Paradiso, where he sees all the lost clips of the movies yeah, yeah, he's like, that was edited. <laughs> I know it was a very sentimental moment for me. I'm a very histrionic, melodramatic wrestling for fan. Shed tears. I shed tears. <laughs> I shed tears. He's on Facebook. If you guys ever wonder what he's doing on Facebook, he's usually watching his YouTube, his YouTube videos from Titanus on there and, and like, weeping, <laughs> weeping openly. Uh, no, I was, speaking of weeping, no, just weeping. <laughs> LA Park. No, I was just kidding. Oh, well, um, be, be, before I get that, the, I want to say the other thing that I watched, I'll, I'll do this briefly, but uh, Joy Chaos's Facebook page, I, he wrote, I cut my hair and I yeah, look I like El Dande. And of course, his page got flooded with comments and photos of Bret Hart saying, "Who? like, what was the quote? Who, who are you to, to doubt, doubt El Dande? And I sat there, and of course, it's that was a funny line. That was hysterical, but it made me think, God, that's how they remember El Dandy. It's like W C Yes. And so the first thing I did was I posted on Joy Chaos's page 
the Dandy versus Satanico hair versus hair match, the second one. The one with that awesome screw finish, which normally I'd hate, but was so brilliantly done. And, you know, I want to say fans of old school wrestling, look for the 1990 Dandy versus Satanico hair versus hair match. It's a classic. Hair versus hair matches were done so well back then. They're still done pretty well. They are still, yeah, I must say. So, depending on the, who's in it. It's kind of, a, there's a different there's, philosophy around them. Oh, yeah. But well, you know what it is? They, they like to do short first two falls now. Yes. A lot. Like, it's 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 constant, like, nonstop first two falls. Don't mean jack. So Yeah. Especially, and actually it's more CML because AAA doesn't really do falls. They right. They do the one fall thing. And the older matches, there there's some good technical ones, but there's also a lot of just blood—not not bloodfest isn't even the right way to put it, just brutal, like they're out yeah, for each other's blood. Now, so. Yeah, because we're so PC now. That's right. Which, I mean, I don't mind, because I'm not really a blood type of person. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, there's still that. There's still that. I can understand the, the interest in it from a— Yeah, I think blood— I don't mind if it's not like a, like a hardcore wrestling type extreme lucha match or whatever. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, of that. not into extreme. I think blood looks is, is like great. If you're gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get all excited if you're gonna use a staple gun on, <laughs> dude, or like a like barbed wire and wrap it around his head and do yeah. that. That's not that's that not, doesn't do like anything for me either. On a blade, you know, or you know, hard ways. Good old fashioned blood. It, yeah. it has this real tragic look because you know, slitting your forehead. It's so funny. I'm I'm so against. It sounded so stupid. Just what I just said. Um, I have a problem with um, staples and. Um, barbed wire but the way you dig yourself is like just a blade it's just as stupid as the- yeah exactly exactly <laughs> exactly oh i cringe it just whenever looks stupid you know it just looks stupider the extreme lucha match than uh well it makes it you're hiding it as doing a blade job you're hiding the whole you're not you're not showing it to the fans like exactly it's part of the story the most brilliant blade job i've ever seen in history of sergeant slaughter versus pat patterson when slaughter is catapulted to the outpost as he's falling to the mat, he takes the blade out, gigs himself, and before he hits the ground, he has it back in his trunks. That was brilliant. And then well, he bled like a faucet. What these guys do to their foreheads is insane. It is. It is. Like, some people... Do you think it's, like, almost a fetish? I kind of think so, because some of these guys even take pictures of it, like, look at my forehead. Yeah. It's like, like, dude, it's, like, it's horrible like, looking. Para, para, I pick up chicks with that. We should have, we should have a convention <laughs> you where... You gotta be married by that point, too. We, like. we, should, we should have a convention each year where Dusty Rhodes and Pero Aguayo host it, yeah, you know? Yeah, I know. We have, like, special guests every couple of years, like, Viano's, like... That's right. Their, um, Abdullah. Abdullah gets a yes. Lifetime Achievement Award. All these old guys coming up, like... I think Nero Navarro has a little bit of it too. And and Viano Although cares. I wouldn't say shit to Nero Navarro. Yeah, I wouldn't say shit to any of them. I'd yeah. just say, hey, you look good to meet you. Yeah, you're, you're, you're cool. You're, you're cool. You're, you're okay look, by me. You look pretty badass. Okay, so there's oh. a ton of lucha news. Where do you want to start? I guess we should start with Ray de Reyes since it happened yesterday. Yes. Did you watch it? Absolutely <laughs> you not. You couldn't. You couldn't. It wasn't on. <laughs> it wasn't on anything. Uh, we basically just had to follow it on Twitter. You know, the funny thing is that. AAA is the promotion that's advancing, and they will at some point get to like where they're mm-hmm. doing online stuff. Their goal, their goal at the, that's their goal at some point. But I mean, how is it that CML out figure is on? They have their live shows on Terra. On Terra, yes. <laughs> and AAA still t- we got to follow AAA <laughs> on Twitter. Although I will say this, the one big difference, like for whatever reason, CML out a couple of like I think a couple weeks ago. They made the switch where they were going to let the press department mm-hmm. handle all their online stuff. 
So basically, in the past, Alexis Salazar would take pictures and um, update the website. Well, now it's a press department. So now you have this group of people, and that includes Estrellita, by the way. Mm-hmm. And um, so you have all, like, instead of just one person, you have like four or five people doing it. And they do less shit than one guy did. Really? And they're horrible at it. Like, AAA has gotten so much better because their guy, their webmaster, and I'm, I think it's more than one person handling their site. They actually update their Twitter account. Then they put up the results. Mm-hmm. They put up pictures. They update their f- Facebook page. They update Twitter. They're, like, nonstop, like, constantly bombarding you with all this information. Mm-hmm. Like, if you talk about AAA, they'll retweet you, like, for, which is great. Like, because you want to be social media. What's right. social media? You have to be fan-friendly. CMLL will have Twitter. They'll be dead for, like, two, three days, not even mentioning anything. And then just... Nothing. Pop up and say Pop hi every day. Hey, hey, here's <laughs> check out this show. Well, well, like just finding the shows on TV, it took a while for them to finally put up something that tells you where to find the shows. Yeah, which they've done. At least they've done that. They've done that. But it's like, so AAA had Ray the Reyes. Couldn't watch it, but you could see a bunch of pictures that they put up. Mm-hmm. And uh, the show actually had a, st- a ton of issues to begin with because Blue Demon Junior. Was in one of the featured matches. And I heard he had a no-show for some reason. Uh, he was going to defend his Latin American title mm-hmm. against Chessman. Um, he no-showed the WWL shows from last, the week prior. Mm-hmm. And everybody started complaining to um, about WWL. I guess there was a promoter or something that kind of called them a fraud. Right. And um, the WWL people, the one thing they do well is they do send out press releases. They let you know a, a lot of the information. You know, wrestling lucha promoters don't really tell you anything in advance what's mm-hmm. going on. So, um, they but they do as much as they can. So, um, as soon as this thing that um, I guess Blue Demon Junior told somebody in the news that he was going to be in Ray the Reyes, the guy from WWL made sure to post the the the, the newspaper on online. So it was posted from another so he promoter, and he said it wasn't the promoter; it was one, the press the press guy. Well, the promoter, oh, okay, yeah, the press guy that handles it, who's really good at what he does too. Um, so he's like, he's like, see, we're not the only ones that are going through this. Blue <laughs> Demon's having, he, he's having a personal issue that he doesn't want to wow. discuss. Mm. I, I don't know what it is, but apparently AAA didn't bother announcing it ahead of time. Oh, Lord. Because this came out on Friday. They didn't bother announcing it, but they did film a video with Blue Demon Jr. saying that he would like to get a rematch for the title. The title of it was vacated. Mm. So they brought in Viano 4 to Russell Chess. No way. Which was a bloodbath of a match. Oh my gosh! So, and Chessman ended up winning, which is a good thing, you know. Chessman's yes. really good. So um, the other no show was who went to Guerrera, who I think a week prior had mentioned that his uh, he posted an X ray of his foot, mm-hmm. saying that there was a problem with his foot. So then on, I think it was Saturday, he mentioned that his doctor didn't give it clear him to be on um, Ray the Reyes. They didn't announce he wasn't going to be on the show. Oh I think boy! They had a, they had some yeah they had Ultimo Gladiador replace him later. That was announced. Well, actually, he didn't change it on this. But he replaced Juventus Guerrero. And then that was the other pre- replacement. The other replacement was um, El Ejido was replaced by Alan, St- um, by Alan Stone. Oh, my gosh. So Alan did, Stone, who's been out like for like the longest amount so of time. So did Alan Stone wear tiny trunks and... Uh, <laughs> did he do a dance? <laughs> and swivel his hip. I have no idea what's up with El Ejido, but I'm guessing there's something like... Maybe he's kind of just upset at um, the whole Conan thing or whatever. What is the Conan thing with it? Conan? Conan's not high on him, right? Is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, that's pretty much... Well, Conan on Twitter, he has like, it depends on what mood you're or who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Based on Conan, is either his Twitter persona is Conan the character, yes, or Conan the Carlos Carlos Santiago yes. Espada. Yeah. So 
I think sometimes when you interact with them, like if I interact with them, I'm talking to Carlos. Mm-hmm. But when, you're, when it's Elegido, Macias, Tejano, people within AAA, or people he doesn't like, it's Conan. Right. So, <laughs> so basically he's been talking a lot of crap to Elegido, and then Elegido goes back to him. It's not just Elegido, it's everybody. So, like, it just it just seems very uncomfortable. Like, it's this weird, uncomfortable thing to Oh, read. how funny. But um, I don't know if it's that, or I'm guessing he might have been booked elsewhere, because these guys get booked Wow, everywhere. booked elsewhere, but, but Ray de Reyes, I mean, we're talking. Yeah, yeah you know. I, and it ended up being that um, it, he wor- he was going to work the opening match, which was the mixed tag. Right, which is, always really which is kind of his usual thing, yeah, right? That's usual, yeah, that's usually his usual thing. And um, the technicals ended up winning... But what, what's been going on is Pentagon Jr. has been feuding with um, Fabi Apache and um, Drago. He's teaming with Sexy Star. So they issued a challenge for the mixed tag match, the titles. So then after that, uh, they had the, let me see, the cruiserweight match with Daga actually winning a match, mm-hmm. which if you don't know, Daga very rarely wins. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like his, I don't know if you remember, but I think you might remember like two years ago we talked about Daga. Yes. In the, in the Independence. And we were talking about how hot he was at that time. Yes. He was like the hot shit at that time. Mm-hmm. Well, since that time, he's kind of just been like the the AAA job, the job guy for the for the Perils del Mal group. So uh, he wins this match. And right after he wins this match, Fabi Apache challenges him to a cruiserweight title match. Daga, I guess, attacked her. And then Fabio Apache... All I see is a picture of Fabio Apache German suplexing. Oh, that's beautiful. Daga. I have that's it on the beautiful. page. I actually have it on the Lucha World page. I love the really Apaches. Good. But he, he beat, like, the most... Like, he beat the most random quartet <laughs> trio of... Um, <laughs> he beat Arginis, Sin Cara's brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, Australian Suicide, who's actually pretty good. And um, Superfly, who barely came back. Yeah, guys who are not exactly yeah. pushed to the stars. So he just clean sweeped all three of them. Like it wasn't like one guy eliminated the other guy and then he eliminated the next guy. No, he eliminated all. He three. got to be a, yeah. a bona fide ass kicker. Yeah. So they put him over big before she kicked his ass. Yeah. So then it's it's, it's kind of funny because you think about it, a woman, any other woman does this and challenges, or any other promotion does mm-hmm. a woman. I think the last person was maybe China. Yes. Versus Jeff Jarrett or somebody like that. And you could believe it because China looked like she was a, you know, she was a Oh, badass. exactly. They were booking her as a badass. And Fabi isn't booked like a badass. But what you notice with Fabi is like, she's hands down the best worker in And she's a hell of a better worker than China. And when she gets in the ring, she looks night. Her and China are she night and day. She is guys and look. Yeah. Because she's worked with the traumas. I know. I think you know who they are. Yes, Navarro's kids. Well, I I remember years ago. Uh, well, she's worked the mixed tag matches, so it's, oh, totally for years. Well, and also, I remember something when you know Lady Apache was you know the big thing about twenty years back. Uh, <laughs> twenty years, crazy boy. Not it's the, amazing, isn't it? Amazing to say Lady oh, Apache God. twenty years back and she still looks great. I know, <laughs> I she, know, she's amazing. Still looks great. Twenty and maybe what. Five, six kids later or something. Yes. She's always pregnant. Yes, she's probably a she's, grandmother by now. Probably a great-grandmother. She might be a grandmother. And right uh, she looks amazing. She's in... Oh, I'm uh, fans I am watching the German suplex. That's a great photo. Yeah. Pro- props to the photographer yeah. who got it just right. 
Yeah. Wow. Well, but uh, Crazy Boy, I'm talking about the L.A. Crazy Boy, not, not, the, not, uh, the, shitty not the shitty Crazy Boy, the good <laughs> worker Crazy Boy who used to work here in L.A. I have no idea whatever became of him, but he actually uh, wrestled on some of the spot shows in CMLL in 91, and... You know, I was I was telling him, yeah, Lady Apache is just heads above all the other women wrestlers there, and and he said, well, isn't it obvious? She was trained by a man, and she was trained with men, and they did not treat her yeah. like a woman. And he said, when I was talking to some of the other women wrestlers, they were either trained by a guy who is training him, saying, oh, this is a woman, I have to be careful with her, or they're training with other women, and the trainer is saying. Like, oh, let's not be too rough. They're women. Or like, Which is a very gentlemanly or, thing. But when you're in a profession like wrestling, I mean, you do have to train like a man. Yeah, because you never know. And I think I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often now. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the women have to work with guys now. I mean, in another, not, not necessarily WWE or like CMLL, but like in the independents. And on, on Triple H, like some of the other promotions that are more open-minded to that sort of thing. Right, right. I, I, if I was going to give a piece of advice to most women wrestlers, because I, I see some a lot of women wrestlers on indies you know, here in the States. They're good, but I would say, I would say if I could tell them, go try to train with the Apaches or even just wrestle the just Apaches. go to Mexico to work with the Apaches. Yes, you know, or if you could hook up with Manami Toyota... I think it's kind of like, have you ever seen people who took Spanish in high school and they can speak it awkwardly, but if they live in Mexico for a year, it's they fluent. They a little more fluent. Yeah. These, all, you know, the indie girls here, I think, would be wrestling like nobody's business. Yeah, if they would train with Marcel, uh, Amapola, Apache. Exactly. All of these you would learn virus. to be a wrestler. Not tell like who trained with Virus because it's like they, they'll even admit it's like, oh, Virus, okay. <laughs> like, they're very good workers, you know. That's they're... like that's like here, if I'm watching a tag match, uh, I wouldn't say my record is perfect, perfect, but half the time I can tell if one of the teams was trained by Jesse Hernandez because they do this old Black Orgman and Goliath psychology that still works today. Yeah. And uh, Jesse Hernandez, I think, is about the only person who really teaches that anymore. You could tell, like, and even like Chaos's guys who, who he trains. Yes. You could tell they actually have to train with other people because it's not just Chaos training them. Exactly. They train with, like, some of the Lucha guys, some of the. The other people that have actually done something. Yeah, this is a great place to learn to wrestle, Southern actually, California. Yeah, that, that, that and cool. chaos, joy, chaos. The 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 shows he's booking. I know I said this on the last podcast, but those shows in Bell Gardens are worth checking out. He yeah. books them well, and they're online too, like on UStream or something. It's UStream because yeah. I've, I've never look, looked them up. I should. I, I try to watch it, but UStream is really like weird. Like, depending on what, what you're using, like, the service or whatever. Like, one day it's... It, it'll work well, and then all of a sudden it'll just work like shit. It just crashes. And it just screws up my computer. Oh, no. And it happens with Terra, too. Like, ter- all this live streaming stuff, like, always screws up my computer. Oh, wow. I think it's the browser. I think it's the browser. I wonder, because I remember I was I was surprised that when I watched the anniversary show on Terra, I was... That actually had no... I think it had I was going to say, I had one glitch. Yeah, in the, like, I think the first match had a glitch. Yes. But the rest of the show was perfectly... I was surprised because I was expecting to have to reload it over yeah, and over yeah. again. Like, that, uh, and I, that was a really fun yeah. show to watch on Terra. Um, so let's get back to the Ray the Reyes show. Mm-hmm. Chessman beat Viano 4. Okay. Who replaced Blue Demon Jr., as I said. 
Um, then um, Steve Payne lost his hair in the cage match, the dome cage match. Mm-hmm. The dome looked a lot smaller than usual. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe they, maybe some of the guys couldn't like. Because they had hamburger hamburger boy in the match. Uh, yes, Nino, yes. Nino Hamburguesa. I love it. But it's funny because um, Juventud Guerrero was replaced by Ultimo Gladiador. And um, it would be so much cooler if I actually watched the show because I would be able to tell you what happened. Yeah. But all you know, Steve Payne lost the match. Phoenix beat him, mm-hmm. which is a big win for Phoenix because, I mean, if they're if he's a guy that they're going to push higher in the card. So this is a genuine elevation for him then. Well, he's already, I mean, he beat, he, the guys he beat, it's not like a big name. Mm-hmm. It's guys who are moving up also. Cause like Steve but Payne, it's a sign he's being elevated. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because Steve Payne, he got a haircut, but he didn't have long hair. It's like he just had a normal, <laughs> I, think he, I think he had like, a, like one of those mohawk type of things. <laughs> you know, not a mohawk, but just like the, like the certain part I would say if it. somebody had, a fauxhawk. Yeah, if somebody had a fauxhawk or something like that, I'd, if I was going to have the match, I'd try to make that fauxhawk really stick out and, make it look a little more like, amazing. And then when you cut it, make it look really humiliating. Yeah. Don't do a smooth bald cut, but make little patchy marks. And then I made, I made a joke on Twitter. I go, you know, the funny thing is, um, Steve Payne's Mexican, so you know his hair's going to grow back by the time the TV, his next appearance is on um, AAA TV. Mm-hmm. Because it only takes three or four weeks for our hair to grow back, so... It's true, and some like, there's some wrestlers like uh, Aguayo or Cavanario Galindo who have made a living out of losing their hair. Yeah, Casas I mean, has been doing yes, too. Yes, yes. Bra- the Brasos, remember the Brasos? Every summer, that's Brasso true. Oro would lose his hair. <laughs> and it seemed like it they was were... a summer haircut. Is, is that my imagination, or were they always losing it to Hijo de Santo half the time? <laughs> like somebody like that. They would always lose like to somebody. It, was, it would yeah. suddenly be like this, like they wouldn't have any feud. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, like two weeks before... They'd have a feud with somebody, and all of a sudden, oh, a hair match, like, Brasso de Oro, and everybody like, Brasso de Oro. <laughs> um, after that match, after that match, they had the tag title match where um, Angelico and Jack Evans beat um, Hijo del Fantasma, Psychos- um, Nicho, mm-hmm. Psychosis, Aerostar and Drago, and the Inferno Rockers, mm-hmm. which I'm guessing must, I mean... I remember seeing the Inferno Rockers once in digging them. Yeah, Apollo Valdez mentioned that the first five matches were really good, mm-hmm. but the last two matches weren't very good. We're just, eh. Well, your typical AAA show, remember? Yeah, yeah, this is AAA, true. the main event and the semi-main event were never very good. Semi-main event was um, Cybernetico, Electroshock, and Psycho Clown, random trio, teaming up to beat um, Jeff Jarrett, Tejano Jr., and Mascara Año 2000 Jr., mm. another random trio. Yes. Um, and then the main event was Rey de Reyes final where La Parca... Beat Zoro, Hijo Pero, Aguayo, and Black Warrior. Now, if you know the history behind the whole Rey de Reyes and everybody predicting what was going to happen. Which er- I don't, I must which say. Which is hilarious because, as you know, a couple of weeks ago, Sin Cara, the shadow of Sin Cara debuted in AAA <laughs> television. Yes. Or tri- on a AAA show. So everybody assumed, since Black Warrior was the other surprise, that Black Warrior was going to win Rey de Reyes. Then everybody thought, well, if not him, to lead to a Sin Cara match with him. Like, Sin Cara's debut would be, you know, Triple Mania or some or yes. some, some big show, him beating that guy for the hair or whatever. The other guy would be Paraguay Jr., who's a longtime rival. And um, who's the other guy? Zoro. Zoro, obviously, the only reason they would think he would beat win was maybe him. He's feuding with Macias. Maybe Macias would beat him for the right to challenge. Because the winner ends up challenging for the Triple A title. Yeah. Mega title. So then La Parca wins. And nobody can come up with a reason why would La Parca win. 
the only reason you could come up with is like one you could kind of come up with is like they need a face to face off against uh, Tejano Jr., who's the champion. Okay, that makes sense. That does make but sense. But that doesn't really seem like a plan that they are going with, right? Like it doesn't. It's, right. It's not something that they they've really been building up to. So then, what other reason would Leparco win? I have no idea. Who won um, the Antonio Pena Memorial Cup last year? Laparca. Why does Laparca win these tournaments? Does he threaten to walk if he doesn't win them? No. (laughs) There's actually a couple of reasons. One, he's the Laparca character's AAA's main character. This is true. So that's where they merchandise... They merchandise that guy. That guy's going to be their merchant, their ticket seller. And, and, you know, like I said, I'm so off the map, but last, last I looked... He's already an established guy. Yeah, and, and not only an established guy, but he's one of those established guys who he could just get in the ring and dance and the fans will be happy. But th- you're thinking about this as a, somebody who thinks of log- wrestling in a logical <laughs> You know what I mean? Yes, I do. I, mean, I know exactly Don't you think, you like, if WWE has a guy like that, who's an established star, mm-hmm. who's already not really the guy that should be main of Undertaker. He only shows up for one show, that's it. Right, right. They but it works. Him, it they works. don't have him winning Royal Rumble to challenge for the WWE title. They have somebody else do that. Because Undertaker, that's his whole thing. He's going to win. They have, like, if they have an old-time guy like Ric Flair, mm-hmm. he's not going to win a tournament to challenge for a title. Hell He'll no. show up and work a program with somebody else. Because that's the big, he's already a name. So then... The whole thing with Park is that he's a favorite of the Roldan family. Yes, okay. So he's always going to get pushed. So you'll have guys tell you like how they think Phoenix should win or Zoro should win or somebody else should win who would get more over to build up for another storyline or an angle. But it's not that. LaParka basically is... He's family. He's family. So he's yes. the guy and he's the one that they want him... He's the one name that they know they can trust to, that will sell you know, merchandise or whatever. Because, I mean, that's that's where Alley Park got started. And is it where they can pretty uh, much... Because I know there's... It's a shame it's not Alley Park that's winning all this stuff, by the way. But, <laughs> I, yeah, it's yeah, true. It's, it's true. He's, he's the guy who actually should be getting all this stuff. Cause, but, I mean, he's such a tough guy, tough guy to deal with. It's, well, that's what I was going to say. This guy, you know, this guy I, it's like I've, I've said this a jillion times. I would rather have somebody easy to deal with who could draw a half a house than somebody who could draw a full house but you can't rely on him to cooperate and maybe perhaps and even no-show. What a, if he no-shows And that's him? a huge problem with a lot of the veterans in, in Mexico. They don't really... Like, you have a handful of guys who will do their job for somebody else, but it's like a job where it's like, okay, it's not really a job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Like it's a foul or like... Well, I remember um, uh, as with a you know, bunch of friends at uh, an L.A. show and the 80s when Rene Goulet was always in the openers yeah. on the house shows and um, somebody's saying God why did they keep using this guy I don't want to see him anymore and uh, you know a guy I went to the show with my friend Lloyd said the reason they use him is he shows up on time probably early he doesn't bitch and complain yeah. he helps out in the dressing room he, you know he's reliable and that's how I think Leparka is like he's yeah. the one guy who's they know is loyal to their promotion, and this is their way of thanking him. After that, after that, you know, you know what? Actually, I don't have a problem with that. It, it isn't. It, it, what do you say? It isn't logical, but I say props. The only logic that logical part of it would be if he's going to be the challenging Tejano Junior, which makes sense because he's a babyface mm-hmm. working against the guy who's the top heel in the 
It does. And and if you and if you thought, okay, this guy will draw with a championship, I don't know if that would be. But then the that's case, a weird so. thing. Like they they book a. Cha- this is what's so weird with uh, AAA and CMLL. They'll have a world champion, but the world champion isn't the guy who's drawing. Like he's not the main guy. Like Terrible is in Dos Leyendas working the opening match. Well, that's similar to what I. Uh, uh, spoke about in the last podcast in the uh, book by Greg Oliver and Steve Johnson when they talked about Whiskers Savage in Texas. The guy, the way they described it, the guy probably knew less than a dozen holds, but he was a huge draw, and it it wasn't Luthez when he came to town who was selling out the arenas. Whiskers Savage, who carried a rooster into the ring. And so where would Luthez be booked, though? He was well booked in the main event, though. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I mean. That's the difference. And the gimmick, and you know how they... That's the difference, though. You don't have, you don't have, like, you don't see John Cena working an opening match. Right, exactly. On WrestleMania. <laughs> no, no, you're right, you're right. You but see, Whisk, when you, Luke, like Luke Tejano, wasn't, yeah. Tejano Jr. is working the semi-main event in a trios match that's a throwaway. Right. A throwaway match. The world champion, think about that. Like, yeah. You know, no well, in fact, can... you know how they played off the, the, the gimmick? With Whisker Savage is yeah of course he wouldn't ever wrestle Fez for his mm-hmm. championship the poor guy would have gotten eaten alive by yeah. Fez uh, but they they used his country bumpkin gimmick which he which was performance art he would walk around the streets of Houston barefoot yeah. with his mutt dog on a leash yeah, and, yeah. but the one, the gimmick they used is something like oh I don't care about them championships I just like to get in there and tussle well, around. Trying, yeah. What I'm trying to explain to you is where would they book him? Like on a card, where would oh, they get booked? Oh, he was up there. Up there. He was treated like... That's what I mean. Yeah, that, he wasn't that, in the... What, that's, that's what's so weird about it. Like, when you're watching guys nowadays, it's like these guys like who are main event guys are booked in the opening matches and it's like there's so many other guys you can book in the opening match. It makes That is little, odd. That is very, odd. It makes very little sense. You know what I mean? Well, the same way in... The like, WWE pay-per-views, how they open a pay-per-view with a world title match. Well, see that, I mean, let's it's see, like, there's, there's two titles. What the hell? This was when there was two titles. Yeah, but that's still silly. Yeah. Well, that's... And it's the Smack... And, and then they ask why SmackDown doesn't get a bigger crowd. <laughs> yes. That's the champion that's in... The champion for that show. Remember, that was back when, when the world title was the SmackDown title. Remember, that was like that. That was like... No, you're right. You're absolutely and, and right. Like, yeah. Because they would have Del Rio working the opener. It's like, why would people give a fuck about SmackDown if you're working the, I know. the world title? Why even bother now, having a title? Yeah, why so not now just... they have Randy Orton as the holding both belts as a main event guy. Mm-hmm. But it's like, there's some weird shit that goes on with with uh, with, with booking nowadays. It just makes no sense. It's funny. Remember earlier when you were saying uh, about how the one press person in AAA worked better than a yeah, bunch yeah, of people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That almost seems like a standard rule in wrestling. When you have one or two people in control, things go smoothly. Smoothly. If you have too many people involved, everything gets it cluttered. It does, yeah. I, and I think there's something to that. Yeah, I, I, it's just, it's just. There's just some some of the stuff they come up with, and you know, and and that's you know. The triple A rated ratio, I'm sure it's going to be really good, just because the first five matches. Sound oh yes, like yes. But then like that that semi main event is like. Why keep bringing in Jeff Jarrett and doing this stuff? It's like there's nothing to it. I, I just don't. I just don't get. Probably. It. I, I mean, well, again, as Laparca is family, Jeff Jarrett. They're see. Prob- I understand. They're, see, I, they're probably thinking they're still they're going to be working with him in the future. They want to yeah. keep him happy. He wants them to be happy. I'm just kind of curious if they're going to ha- if any of these matches are going to be really good because mm-hmm. that's the one thing that I've noticed with triple with triple A like their their big shows. Sometimes their big shows have underwhelming matches because you end up hearing guys tell you in Mexico that they're really mm-hmm. good. 
a lot of the fans, like a lot of the guys who cover lucha in Mexico, like I think they go, they're a little more, they're a little more into the American style. Yes. So then, like when we watch, it's like, eh, it's actually not that good. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's just an American style of wrestling. It's like, whereas we marked out over Russian Narukasas beating the shit out of each other. Oh, exactly. And they don't. It's like they don't really like. Ah, you know. I, you know, the reason I enjoy CML more than AAA, and this is not a knock on AAA. It, yes, it is. Trip, <laughs> AAA, you suck. No, it, it's, it's AAA is very modern wrestling, yeah. but. A CMLL is almost a hybrid between today's high spot fests and yesterday's brutal slugfests. Oh, CMLL has some really bad shows too. So. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying so much the yeah. quality, but just the yeah. the. Uh, I mean, when I was a kid and watched wrestling, yeah, you had bad shows also. Yeah. But CMLL is like a hybrid between the spot fests and some good brutal slugfests, like you saw in the old day, old days. And I like get, that. Yeah, you usually you you'll get one good match every so often on. On AAA, on CML show. AAA, you do get some good stuff, too, but it's usually their, t- their regular TV shows are... There's no difference. Like, the regular right. TV shows, like, you get the really good match on regular TV, and then, like, their paper... Pay, their, what would be considered a pay-per-view quality mm-hmm. show. It's like, this is just, like, your TV show. Like, there's nothing that really came out of it that's different. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. What's the it's just the same thing. Uh, so, this Friday is um, CMLL's um, Dos Leyendas show. Where they're going to honor Cien Caras and um, Salvador Lutero. And I'm going to ask you the question that you said everybody is asking you, including myself earlier. Will the entire show air on Terra.com? Well, as of right now, we don't know, but I'm sure we'll find out in a couple of hours. Because I am high on the thought of watching Rush versus Shocker. Well, you know, worst case, we get end up getting the, um, the first four matches, mm-hmm. which hasn't been the case for the last couple of weeks. Because um, they've been doing the National Parejas Increíbles Tournament. Okay. Incredible Paris Tournament. So Where Rudo teams with the Technico, the, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Think, yeah, they changed the format for a couple times. When they first started it, it was a, a territorial type of thing. Like, they would have teams representing Mexico City, mm-hmm. teams representing Guadalajara. They oh, had yes, a team in yes. Monterey, teams from Monterrey. I think the the I think they might have had a team from. Uh, I like that concept. They had some other. I think it was mostly that Guadalajara, La Laguna, mm-hmm. which is where. Um, and then they had um, Puebla. I think once at one point too, a couple of guys from Puebla, guys from Puebla, like CML guys from Puebla, not not guys in Puebla who came in and worked the show. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it's but um, that's the way, and it worked great. It was amazing because people were, are very uh, patriotic, very uh, to their hometown. To their hometown. That's neat. So they changed that to just the Rudo Technico teaming up, not necessarily a territory. It still kind of keeps a little of, of interest because they, they come up with these really cool like matchups. Mm-hmm. And last year, last year, if you recall, even though nobody knew what was going to be the main event in, those, uh, in the anniversary, mm-hmm. CML had already hinted to it at that on that um, that Dos Leyenda show when they had the final the national at uh, that tournament. Because it was Sombra Volador versus Atlantis at Ultimo Guerrero. Okay, yes, yes. So that was what happens in... Uh, that's, that ends up happening in the anniversary. Exactly. We all remember that. So this year was Maximo versus and Reyes Scorpion as a team versus Atlantis. And it was supposed to be Mr. Niebla. Uh-huh. But Mr. Niebla has been ill the past week or so. Or prior to this Legitimately week. ill? Like, Who knows? You don't know if it's, it's a working Niebla. ill. So they had Euphoria replace him. So I kind of think that what happened was that 
they were going to do Mr. Niebla versus Atlantis at um, the anniversary. Oh. That's what I'm thinking. I don't have anybody telling me this stuff. Hmm. I think, because I think Ultimo Girl might have backed out of it. That would be cool. I'd be up for it. I mean. But I don't think, I, I don't know. Maybe they can, they can go back to it again. But I, I kind of get the feeling that maybe Mr. Niebla maybe backed out of the match itself and they decided not to put him in the tournament. I don't know. I wonder. Hmm. Because I think maybe Rey Scorpion versus Maximo is going to be a hair match. If they do Negro Casas versus Rush, I think that's going to end up being in the anniversary. That's one that would actually draw. And I think Maximo versus Rey Scorpion could be in the anniversary, or they'll do that before. Somehow those two hair matches will switch, or they'll do both at the uh, anniversary. Mm-hmm. Somehow. Cool. So I don't know about Terra to tell you. We'll see. Honest. Yeah. But, but I'm hoping. Good. I'm um, hoping. Terrible is working the opener, like, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, they have the final of the what I was telling you the the, the tag tournament. Then they have Marcelo versus Dallas in a hair match and Rush versus Shocker in a hair match. Cool. And you haven't been watching the Rush Shocker feud, have you? No, I haven't. And I should be. Yeah, you should. You should be ashamed of yourself. You're missing some. I am stuff. ashamed of myself. You're missing some good stuff. Now, here's my question. I know everybody is a little gun shy with Shocker just having maybe no showing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know his on and off again. Yeah, yeah. Problems. Issues, yeah. yeah. Do they, is he been kind of walking a straight line for a while? That's the thing. How come Negro Casas, two weeks ago, has, a, has an arm injury that can't wrestle? Mm-hmm. Then suddenly he's back wrestling again. I mean, and feuding with Rush again. He, I mean, the feud with Rush is going to continue. To, he's trying to imitate. Maybe he's, maybe he's just there just as a backup in case Shocker no-shows. Oh, I didn't even that's think what of that. You know what? Maybe, you're, you're probably right. Maybe that's See, a, I thought he was just trying to imitate Triple H and look ridiculous by breaking a, a limb and that, then coming and back, back next yeah, week. Never know. He says, I want to be like Triple H. I don't think Triple H has ever faced the anger and, out, and rage of Rush. Rush is way cooler Rush than is, Triple H on his best any, day. Anybody that's tried to injure... Triple H hasn't been Rush's level of anger. Exactly. I want to say, I want to say, I'm going on the record saying this. Rush is the phenomenon of the 21st century. You know, somebody This asked, guy is cool. I think somebody asked, I don't know if they asked Dave Meltzer or Dr. Lucha, but I know it was on their website, if, um, why Rush, if Rush would get considered by WWE, mm-hmm. it would work. And I'm like, no, it wouldn't. No, of course not. Of course <laughs> he's, he's not. He's Mexican, first of all. One, if he's Mexican, they'd probably try to bill him as a Puerto Rican. And yeah. they'd, put a man. And they'd put a sombrero yeah, on him. Because Puerto Ricans wear sombreros. You're right. Cut his hair. Cut his, They'll cut his they, hair. They, they, they'd Samsonite him. Like, they'd fuck <laughs> him up like that. You know, Rush would be... Rush, if you just took him the way he is... And that's where that's where WWE is all screwed up because they get writers. They don't ask people who, like, know, like, a certain wrestler. Like, they don't go and ask, hey... How do you think we should book Rush if we brought him in? Because if you brought Rush in the way he is, mm-hmm. he'd be great. He'd be the coolest thing, he'd but they cool. wouldn't do that. An angry guy. They'd repackage him. Who gives a fuck if he doesn't speak English? You have billions of dollars to like write subtitles and shit like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. They'd like, call him El Amigo yeah, or yeah. something. Call, no, keep the Rush. Well, they have to change their Rush name because apparently that would be an, probably be an issue. They call him Rush Limbaugh or Rush, something. Some sort of, but just let him be angry. Have him scream at the people. Like He's the coolest call thing today. Call and stuff like that. No, I love when people ask if this luchador will work in WWE. Anything like, no. <laughs> anything with the, even the slightest Latin fit flavor, WWE screws yes. up. When they turned Alberto Del Rio babyface. Even Del Rio is, isn't what he used to be. Yes, and remember how embarrassing it was? Whoa, it was practically like they were saying, wow, this Latin guy, look how Latin he is. 
is, and look how these Latins need a hero. It's just that like... That tells you how oh. great Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero were. Well, Eddie Guerrero, yep. Eddie Guerrero, first of all, Eddie Guerrero, he's... Well, actually, Rey Mysterio, too. They're both not really considered Mexican. They're right. Mexicans that are kind of American. Yeah. They're, they're kind of raised in that in, in an American type of setting. So it's like, that mm-hmm. wasn't... They don't fit the... That's that's what people don't understand. When you start asking about why would, would Sombra work and all that, no, none of them would work. None of them are American. Yeah, and they're not none bright... Of them en- have this... They're not bright enough to do what they did in the 70s and get a mouthpiece for somebody who doesn't speak English. Yeah. Remember there were... The, you know, when you had somebody who couldn't speak, what did you do? Get them a manager. Do yeah, the talking, yeah. you know? Even like a, hor- a horribly spoken English translating type of guy, like... You know, you have yes. the other Mexican translating for him, like, you would have him be like the leader <laughs> of the group. It's like, that's what, that's what you did. But it's like, none of those guys would get... A, if they gave them like if they just used them the way they're used in their where they're at, mm-hmm. they'd be perfectly fine. And I don't know. Also, Russia's. I would guess what's Russia's height? Maybe six feet, six feet two inches. Yeah, they'd probably consider him a cruiserweight there. He'd be yeah, short. he'd probably be too short to like scare the shit out of um, <laughs> guys. So we should probably talk about the big story of like the last couple of months, Sinkara. <laughs> yes, yes, and it's amazing. I think that Sinkara is a show, big story. He didn't even show. Well, speaking <clears throat> of all this stuff that we're talking about WWE, I mean Sinkara. So somebody, a couple of people asked me if um, they're like, is WWE doing anything about Sinkara? Like they're like, why is he right. showing up? Why is all this stuff happening? Is WWE not doesn't care or are they? I go, well, you know, first of all, those who know aren't saying anything. Mm-hmm. They are actually doing stuff like to make sure that they're actually threatening people to make sure that he doesn't like they, he doesn't get booked or. I mean or WWE like, is WWE okay. Not. So um, it's not like they're not doing it that people aren't really bringing it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so like because because there's been a couple of flyers that came out and I was told immediately afterwards that they had to be removed because of the they were advertising Sin Cara the, the legal issues that the the. Sin Cara and the promoter. Mm-hmm. The only thing is that what Sin Cara is doing, this is where it's at, where it's really fucking up with Sin Cara. Instead of saying that the, instead of just telling the promoter, Sin Cara on Twitter, horrible idea. Mm-hmm. Horrible idea. Like Sin Cara. Oh, Twitter, totally, totally. Horrible idea. In fact, any wrestler on Twitter, any wrestler is a horrible on Twitter, idea. horrible idea. Uh, except, um, except um, maybe. Um, I can't really think of it. Marco Corleone. <laughs> Marco Pro- <laughs> no, I can't think of anybody who's like uh, really. Tame. Well, you know, Jeremiah Jr., guys like that. They know how to use... Guys who are mellow and guys who use it fun instead of... Yeah, promote their shit. You instead know? Of like, ta- promote their shit instead of talking shit. Yeah, and, and then deleting it the next day. Yeah. Because everybody's going to find out. So, Sinkara, as part of this deal, has to say he's never been promoted... He's never been talked to about those, those flyers that disappeared. Mm-hmm. To him, he was never part of that. Okay. That's his public um, opinion. That he had nothing to do that with that? He, he wasn't talked to. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know. They're all lies. Right. It's a fraud. Hmm. His word is that those are fraud. The real truth is that promoter jumped the gun talking about the shows. Right. He, Somebody in WWE caught wind of it. <laughs> They're all getting in trouble oh, over brother. it. brother. So that's the whole thing right now. And there's more people that are getting in trouble besides Sin Cara and other people. There's a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, I, you know, and I, I 
think you mentioned there's a 90-day no-compete th- yeah. deal that he's supposed to ride out. Yeah, so, and I was saying, why not just ride it out? God knows the guy needs to be healing. So basically all those flyers you saw him appear in mid-April, or, or that it's showed up recently, will be popping up again like in mid-April again. Gotcha. And, and everything will be A-OK. And then all of a sudden this fraud isn't going to be a fraud. They should use his injuries as like as like a, a silly storyline. Like every match he breaks something. And, well, see what and he comes in with a new cast or sling every he week. He has no injuries. That's the problem. Like th- th- this, this is the other problem. Like why not just wait? Yes. This whole thing. He got paid. He got. I'm pretty sure he made enough off of WWE where he could take some time off. Oh, exactly. 90 days, wait it out. Do some autograph signings at your gym. Mm-hmm. Maybe show up at autograph signings at... Random indie shows. Don't get carried away promoting this. Don't go. Don't start booking yourself on these shows. Like and then making these guys look like they're fucking the liar, the liars in this whole thing. Damn. Because you have you have all these other people that are making are basically accepting that they're going to come off as liars. Amazing. They're actually Amazing. okay with it, which is even worse. <laughs> it, it, it's like this whole mess. Like the whole the whole thing is. Like it's this. like you said. Sometimes we think too logically. It's like it's like. It's like you don't know what people are thinking sometimes. And that's the whole problem with AAA, that they showed the shadow. Mm-hmm. So then everybody wants people who are covering Lucha to tell them. Because I had a guy who told me, are, are you serious that's that Sin Cara? Because I haven't seen anybody mention it. Mm-hmm. Of course you're not going to see anybody mention it. Dave Meltzer hasn't written anything about it. Mm-hmm. I have of no course idea not, why. yes. I have no idea why. I'm guessing it's because... Conan must have told him not to say anything. Mm-hmm. But um, certain, certain, the, the, the... The word is out, though. The word is I out. Mean, yes. It's, everybody knows it's him. Yeah. There's there's a lot of people that This is the him. modern internet age. Everybody has internet. Everything yes. gets out before so then the you intend it is, to. The funny thing is, those flyers came out, and if you notice, Averno's on those flyers, and he got in trouble over it, too. Oh, my God. Only it's not his fault. Wait, 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 he wait. He doesn't know what's going on. Like, he... What? Wait, wait, wait. Did, so he was advertised, yes. but he he's not in AAA right now. He's not... No, this isn't the AAA thing. This is our independent show. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shows. Okay. AAA thing okay. is completely different. Gotcha, gotcha. This is a different situation, but... Um, My mind's on Averno, a different page. Averno's getting... And it's like... CMLL isn't going to be happy about this. Why are these promoters jumping the gun and promoting this stuff if Averno's still working for trip, uh, CMLL? Why not wait to f- let all this stuff resolve yes. itself? Yes. Then use, promote it. I mean, it's amazing because Lucha promoters get it. This is what happens. This is what happens. We get pissed at Lucha promoters for releasing the flyers a week early. Mm-hmm. Remember, we always get pissed about that. Yes. Or days in, prior days to the show. In, yeah. And when they do it well in advance, they fuck it up even worse. <laughs> It's exactly. amazing. So the whole Averno thing is like a mess too. Yeah, promoters are not... Which has basically been become like this whole thing, a hush thing. Now, now mm-hmm. everybody has to hush about this thing too. So it's... Averno's like in limbo right now. Wow. Like if you see like... Wow. Him, he's still in CMLL, but it's a, it's a limbo type of thing where it's like he can't really say anything. He's just kind of floating. He yeah. says nothing. See no evil. Hear no evil. See... So basically all these surprises that Speaking Triple... No like if you've seen Triple A surprises lately, Black Warrior was one. Mm-hmm. Then Gronda too. Okay. The Gronda 2 or the Black Warrior one was supposed to be Maximo. Ah, okay. Maximo, was Maximo backs out. Maximo backs out all the time. Oh, so this wasn't the first time they tried to court him? They've tried, they've tried to court him at least the last two years, I think. Wow. But he's not really good. He, he, he kind of understands the... 
what happens is CML gets paid by New Japan mm-hmm. for their shows, those fantastic Amania shows. Yes. <laughs> they make a lot more off of that. <laughs> See, the thing is, like, if you're not a main event guy in, 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 in pro wrestling, you're not really making that much money. Right. You've got to either just love the fact that you're wrestling or yeah, yeah. be you And know, I love on Black, Black Warrior was on a show um, that the Sera Caeda show, and he was asked if there's any plans for one of his sons to start, or any of his sons to start wrestling. And he's like, I thought about it. And you know, this is Black Warrior. Black Warrior is a guy who just admits he's a rebel. He's a hippie. Yes. He lives the hippie style, mm-hmm. as Ali Park mentioned. And um, he was. he said his plan is that he, he's thought about having his sons wrestle as Hijo de Black Warrior or Black Warrior Jr. He's like, but the thinking he, of his is that he wants his sons to be educated first, have a career. Kind of like Ray Mendoza did with yeah, his kids. have a career, and then view wrestling as a hobby. That's great. That's how, they, that's how I think anybody should approach it. Because that's what, that's what you have to think. Like, like the Dave Meltzer thing with the Observer. Mm-hmm. He didn't go into it thinking that was his job. That was his hobby. No, he yeah, he had no intention of making that, it a, that a was career. His hobby. Yeah, it became his. He job was a sports later. writer. See, and that's yeah. how that's how you have to think about it. So then, once you realize you've made it, that's when you could turn it into a job. And that's basically what. See, I think that's, that's how, how that's how more people in wrestling have to think about how they're doing certain things. Yeah, I think everybody should, seriously should have backup plans because it's such, you know, it's such an unreliable career. And I've I've known people back in the eighties who, you know, just. I know of two people who dropped out of high school to become pro wrestlers and regretted it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't put your eggs all in one basket yeah. when it's a career like pro wrestling. And I I know there's a bunch of people going to say, oh, you're either in it all the way or not in it at all. It's in your blood. You're a brother. That's bullshit. You know? Yeah, and that's, what's, that, that's what happens with, like, like when you're thinking about all these guys who are going to jump from CMLL to mm-hmm. AAA. Usually it doesn't go the other way because AAA doesn't really have a lot of guys jumping to CMLL either. But I think a lot of the CML guys realize that if they leave CMLL, mm-hmm. it's it's per, it might be closed. Because if you think right. about it, the only guys who actually were accepted going back and forth were Hector Garza. So it's really right. Uh, yeah, and, and I know Hector it. Garza. This is my thing with Hector Garza. I think he's one. Of, he was one of those guys who could understand who's who was a people person mm-hmm. first and foremost. And I think there's a lot of like there has to be people in that promote in those promotions. Like, it, not just, maybe not just men or women who just thought he was a good looking dude and that's, that's right. enough for, to get over. You know what I mean? Like, as long as you yeah. get over. Yeah. And not just, and not just that, but I mean, like I was telling, telling you about LA, about La Parca, every promoter has a favorite. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing Garza was a favorite of the people who were in charge of um, CMLL the last 15, 20 years. Where yes. he could go back and forth and had no problem. But I mean, other guys. Well, that's the thing. If you leave CMLL, I'm sure it's going to be in the back of your mind of Does Paco like me still? Like you, it sounds like you would want to leave yeah. on the very best terms you could. Like Hijo Fantasma, when he left, this is a guy who's educated. Mm-hmm. This isn't like some some dumb jock or anything. This guy's educated. Right. This is somebody who could figure out something to do yeah, if wrestling he, ever. If it, if, 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 he, he's, he's not going to. And then there's the other thing. His dad's part of the Boxy Lucha Commission. Mm-hmm. He, he could always go back at some point. I doubt he, that's ever going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Considering what he said on Twitter. The stuff he says on Twitter, he's not coming back. What kind of stuff has he said on Twitter? Well, he, he's one of the guys talking about how disorganized CMLL is. Mm-hmm. And how, like, there's really no control over... He, he says it's night and day in AAA to CMLL. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, as a person watching it, you don't really see it. 
Exactly. Like, Triple H just looks as disorganized as um, CML. Exactly. The only thing is, like, you know there's more being put into CM, into Triple H mm-hmm. to become a bigger business. Yes. Like, Triple H has came, worked out deals with, like, a, a, a hotel company. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, they've worked out a deal with the whole U.S. thing that they're doing, that whole Triple H USA type of thing. And they they worked out a merch deal. The merchandise. And where CMLL just yeah, really wants to stay CMLL, stand and their ground, and just be where they deals, are. But it's not something you really hear about. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, you're like, AAA, CMLL has a... Like, they have a tour bus now. CMLL has tour bus. Oh, they do? Yeah, like, for fans. Like, if you've seen how packed... I'm amazed are, they've done that. If you see the shows on Fridays... Yeah? They're a little more packed because they actually have tour buses that go... That's their whole job, like, they go... That is actually a great idea. And they have, like, two or three wrestlers, the press person. I'm guessing that's why the press guy's struggling. <laughs> oh, my God, that's funny. The, the, the press people are part of the whole thing. But it's still, like... And that has brought up attendance? It kind of looks like there's more people. That's great. Show. That's a really smart they idea. They do things that... And it, it, it works, but they don't really, like... Like, the press conferences, they don't really do as much as, like, you would expect. Well, it, so- it sounds like AAA is thinking international, where they're just kind of thinking Look, our hometown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still a... It, yeah. Yeah, so the whole Averno thing is like... Well, we'll that'll be interesting to see how it plays out. See, the thing about Averno, since he's, like, one of Mystico's... Like, if you notice, all the guys who are joining... Mm-hmm. Um, AAA are v- rivals of Sin Cara from yes. the CMLL days. That's why Averno kind of falls into the whole ah. the whole category. But you know, that's like like Conan said, you never know who these guys because they they get other they have the whole New Japan deal. They have other other things. Yeah, if I, if I think if I was CMLL, even if I wasn't on the top ring, I think I would so they get try to stick around in hopes that maybe I'll be elevated. Well, whether Averno's it's a, a main, realistic Averno's a main event, kind yeah. Of thing, so. Um, we should talk about Octagon leaving. Um, now that's news. That's probably the, even a bigger news story than the Sincara story. Really? <laughs> yes. He's old now. Yeah, he's but, old, uh, but the, but yeah, for but somebody to be with a promotion that long. Yeah. So he's the a, only person, except for uh, Tropi Casas. Tropi Casas, yeah, yeah. The, the living ones. Yeah, because Conan left for a brief period. Yes, of and the Roll Down family, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, he's working now as an independent. He's trying to work the whole Fuerzegur uh, rivalry okay. program, like offering that as a deal to like promoters throughout Mexico. I think I'm not sure if the U.S. they're going to do that. Is but, this just kind of his way of winding up his career, or no? I don't. It doesn't sound like he's trying to wind it up. He just wasn't getting booked. <laughs> oh really? But you know, the funny thing is, AAA's been doing like so many surprises lately, mm-hmm. and if CMLL guys aren't going to be jumping at an alarming rate. I'm guessing. I'm guessing Octagon's going to come back at some point. Wow! I mean, because they were doing surprises like that. Gronda too make a surprise appearance. I mean, boy, I, boy, what a surprise! Boy, like, you know, the funniest thing. Surprise about or that, shock? The, the, the funniest thing was like I wrote about that on on my Facebook page, yes. the Lucha World Facebook page, and Gronda original Grun Triple X mm-hmm. writes, "That's not me." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I know it's that. I love Gronda too, but I didn't reply to it. Just. <laughs> Yeah, just, <laughs> you should have wrote back. Yes, it is. I thought about like just I just misspelled your name. Yeah. Well, he wrote it in Spanish. He wrote something a little longer. Like, that's not the gist of it. But I was just laughing because I. Oh my I god! Was like, I was like, dude. dude what? First of all, I'm gl- I'm glad he found my Facebook page. That's I mean, cool. That's cool. You know, when I'm surprised, like I fa- I've seen like some wrestlers like the Facebook page, and it's like, whoa, this guy found the Facebook page. Uh, that's always cool. Yeah. How can I, yeah. how can you not get I'm a rush a fan, off that? You know, you mark out all. Oh, totally. Stuff. 
My markout moment recently was when I heard about Negro Casas being injured. I've been so kind of disconnected. I I thought, please let this be a working angle because I thought, and then, it, and then you're like, he's wrestling again. Well, no, no, my, my because my thought was. If he's injured at this age, he'll probably retire soon, and I hope he never retires. <laughs> I don't think he's going to retire until he's sick. I think he just loves yeah. loves the well, business so much. He did a he did an interview. I think we might have talked about this. He did an mm-hmm. interview where, um, well, when he won the Leyenda, uh, was that the one where he actually got really emotional? Yeah, he got emotional. And he said that he does. He he just hopes that as long as he can work mm-hmm. and the fans accept him, he'll continue. He's and I mean he's he's younger than Navarro and all those guys, so yeah. he's, he's going to be around for a while. Yeah, he's, um, in my mind, he's the greatest. We were talking about the matches I was recommending you watch. Mm-hmm. And I told you about Hechicero. Hechicero. Yes, you were telling me about him. Um, he had this really good showing, like, I think last week, last Sunday. Yes. Go out of your way to watch this. Anybody listening, go out of your way to watch this. This is just an amazing, like, performance by a guy who just turns, like, a whole show around. Like, this show looked like it was going to be, like, a boring... Like, if you look at the lineup... You're looking at a lineup that looks like it's just going to be like one of those big su- zero Sunday shows where it's like ah, just a throwaway Sunday show. Right? Probably would have gone to like a lucha show here in LA instead, you know. <laughs> and um, it's it's him teaming with Nitro and Hooligan, mm-hmm. who are the Tuareg who, te- who bring in that girl Iris. Yes. Which I, I was kind of like ex- hoping that Iris would do like something stupid. She does something really dumb every so often. <laughs> no way. She had this spot like a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. This wasn't this match, but it was a, a couple of weeks ago. Where she, um, they do a, you know, where they do the, the, they pull the other guy to the, towards her. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the other guy is supposed to get in front of her. Yes. Like, uses her to protect her. Mm-hmm. Well, she, like, mistimed it. And, like, instead of, like, she moved out of the way when the guy moved. But then she took the bump off her, her, um, the guy who hurt, the guy, the guy she was co- uh, managing. Mm-hmm. She took a bump off Bump of off him of him? Yes. Oh, my so God. It was like, it was like this. <laughs> She always comes up with like the dumbest like bump, and but you're almost looking forward yeah, to it because you know what's going to yeah, happen. Because I mean, it, it's funny because they like like shorten her her gear a little more, so it's like she's very like nice like, to look at. Yeah, well, she covers her face, so it's like how I don't know how nice she is. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, for for you know for a girl like you know you're just it's it's just one of those things where it just cracks me up. So so this match is basically them mm-hmm. versus Leono. I don't know if you've watched Leono, but he's. Probably one of the worst. Yeah, he's lame. Promotion. Yeah, um, Starman, who's very average. Although I, he was really, f- he's a, he's a fun. Like if you're into like just traditional lucha, I think I've only seen him once. Yeah. He's a fun guy if you're just into traditional basic lucha, right? But he can be a little boring if you're watching him a lot. And then Metallico, who's Metallico. Yeah, Metallico, who's um, basically my highlight of him is like he comes into the ring to like this techno mm-hmm. music. And the techno music always reminds me of Alex Wright's music. And remember, I always think yes. that dance where he does I the love that. where he does the that that was awesome. So, but he's really pretty good. He's mm-hmm. he's another guy who like Starman, who's really like traditional worker. Worker like if you've seen him like a thousand times, you're gonna find him boring, right? Depending on the opponent. But he can suddenly like if you're into like traditional like like just the old school wrestling, he, you'll like he's him. got it. You'll like him. So he's working with Hechicero. And she said, puts him in this move, and the guy legit can't break out of the hold. Like, it's just a standstill. Like, like, the guy just is, like, stuck. <laughs> so he actually breaks the hold. So then this guy does, Ray Chisero does this reverse monkey flip. Mm-hmm. Basically, the monkey flip, you know how it's like, you... You jump on his, his thighs and... His legs, hold, right? The yes, legs, yes. And then you, you fall backwards. Well, mm-hmm. this guy is holding him. He does the monkey flip. 
only he sends Metallica instead of going like back first, mm-hmm. he sends them face forward. Oh, how cool! Yeah, I, let me look for it. I'll show you the. I know um, Cubs fan has. <laughs> yeah, he he's he's been doing the animated gifs since I. That's very them. cool. I do the updates so much, like I do the live updates of the shows. So he does this whole thing where he sends animated gifs of the whole thing. Yeah, that match is really good. Like. I would recommend watching that match. Now, while you're looking for that, do we know when uh, will be the best place to catch the Ray De Reyes? Uh, is it just on straight TV, or do you think it'll be on internet? It'll be on YouTube. Triple uh, A will put it up on YouTube. Okay, on their site, the tri- Lucha Libre Triple A. Okay, they're really good about that. They're 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 um, webmasters really good at that stuff. Okay, very cool. Um, then the the other match a week prior to that was Dragon Rojo Jr. versus Sombra for Sombra's title. Which you were telling me was yeah, very good. Yeah, first two falls were really nothing. Mm-hmm. Then they have like this long 30-minute third fall. Really good with them wow. just busting out a lot of stuff. Nice. for for And, you know, I'm not a big fan of like the whole um, doing every move in the in the book type of thing. But there's but, exceptions. Yeah, well, these guys needed it, too, because it's, um, it's, it's Dragon Rojo Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's like you got to expect him to be a little bit... Um, he's not as... Um, He's very basic, you know. He's not like Pulvera. He had to show his versatility. Yeah. He well, you know, his whole thing was palm, power bomb stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. it's like, so Sombra actually did a lot of stuff, but I mean, they you could tell these guys trained together a lot. Like they're they're right. They basically grew up in the business together, so they're familiar with each other. Um, then what else is there? That was really the other match that I thought was. You wanted to know more about Octagon, or you don't really care enough about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. About the only thing I want to know is what do we know. Uh, yeah, obviously he's working an angle with Fuerza Guard, but know why he left or because he wasn't getting booked for anything. <laughs> wow, that's all. He odd. hasn't been getting booked for anything, so he's but he basically got tired of it. Gotcha. Um, that's that's the only reason because oh, okay. he was very nice to them about it. Like he was, it, it's surprising that they wouldn't have tried to remedy that after this many years of smooth sailing. It's so rare. Parka and Octagon's another. Like even the oh, like so, like again, he's like, like family. Just yeah, just alone. I I would think they would keep him. Yeah. So I think they're they're probably going to keep him at some point. Okay. Oh, and he also does. Echisir also does this thing where he does a swinging um, cobra clutch. Oh, sweet! He gets the guy in the cobra clutch, and actually, there's the that was like years ago. Close, Colo said the first one and the second one. The oh, first here we one go. is the I'm cobra lo- clutch. Okay. And the second one is the reverse monkey flip. Oh, that monkey flip, sweet! I dig that. And the other one's that up. Cobra Clutch reminds me for like in the early seventies, Colosetti would do a swinging sleeper hold that looked so. You know what I think? It and, is? and this was the seventies. It looked so bitchin' back then. It was like Girl Maya Junior had mentioned this on a show they, that they mm-hmm. were asking about how, how his style is so different to the CMLL Technicos. Right. He said part of the reasons that he doesn't try to do a lot of the current stuff. He tries to watch a lot of the older wrestling and try to learn from other older wrestlers. That's great. The move sets that they do, and he tries oh, to man. Bring that back and make it a little more. Uh, and I think that's what's happening with Hachisaro. I'm glad. <laughs> oh out. man, I, I love how I put it at the at the recorder instead of my. <laughs> I'm trying to point at the iPad for the pictures, and <laughs> that's great. Uh, no, seriously, I because <clears throat> it frustrates me. You know, I know, I know, you don't go back to the old days as they were. You you don't recapture them, but you. I love it when young guys still realize there's things they can learn from old wrestling. That, Like, there's things you don't see today 
But if you go back in the annals of uh, video history, you can still learn something that does work. Well, you know, I think it's. I think that's awesome. I remember um, when you brought the tape for. Um, you brought one of those '80s lucha tapes, and mm-hmm. I, I was. I think I told you right afterwards because you left. You had left. Mm-hmm. And I, I even sent you text messages to your phone. Yes, where a guy yes. Did a, I think it was Mochocotas match where they did a reverse Frankensteiner, where instead of just doing the Frankensteiner, the guy to the back, mm-hmm. he did the back instead of going forward, it was the guy with his head, his back. Yes, yes. Backwards. And I said, no, no, I've never seen, I haven't seen somebody, somebody do that recently. Then all of a sudden, I see Volador Jr. and uh, Sombra doing it. Wow. Who, who are perfect for that because that's basically all they do. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they do a lot of crazy shit like. Canadian destroyers and yeah. stuff like that. Front crackers, back crackers, side crackers. Damn, firecrackers! You know what I was going to ask you? Yes. You being a wrestler, when you take it, you've taken a tope so you've caught a tope so we see that, right? Oh, lots of them, yes. And you've also given a tope, done a tope so we see that. Yeah, I usually, I usually prefer to do a like a plancha, like a slingshot. Okay. The, the pescado yeah, or just off. Of, I don't do topes that well. When a guy hits you with a tope, mm-hmm. what direction do you like set up to catch him or to be a base for him? I just I just reach out and I picture him just yeah, however he chest, comes. Right? Yeah, chest. I just I just reach out my arms. That's all I do. I catch him. Would you ever like go up to your side? Fuck no. It could hurt me and him. You Peroth does that all the time. What? <laughs> yes, he's done that like every. Time. I don't claim to be a great wrestler, but I catch the guy when I. I can't believe it, and and it, it is like the, it pisses me off when I see this stuff. He did something else too that really annoyed me. But this is, like, the worst shit I've ever seen. Like, I've never seen a guy, like... I. It'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah. Like, if, if a guy hits you a tope and you're not expecting it... Because there's some guys... Who do Accidents that. happen. That's yeah, different. Happen. That's different. But this guy actually moves his, his arm so the guy will hit the his, his... I'm guessing there must be something wrong with his chest or maybe. something. Maybe. I mean, the guy's just in his 50s. I'm guessing maybe he has a heart problem or something. <laughs> It, it just seems like it, it seems weird. Like I've you shouldn't seen, be catching people. You, you shouldn't be, be doing topes. Then you don't you have should, to do it. Yeah, right? you don't. Have you don't. To do there's it. no rule saying you have to end the match with it's a so tope. Funny, like I'll watch him do that, and then I'll watch like Cranio. Mm-hmm. Cranio looks like like he's a pillow. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, does it, like I've seen it. Like I don't know if you ever seen the. You might have seen the match where he takes three topes in a row. I haven't from the Stetas, the the Mystico Mascara Dorada Valiente trick. I'm sorry, I have, I have yeah. seen that. Yes, where they just take turns yes. just hitting him, like they and, and like he's just like he'll, he'll catch him and it's perfectly fine. Like there was a match where um, Girl Maya Junior hit him, and like if it wasn't for it being Cranio, he probably flips over and like dies. <laughs> <laughs> but it being Cranio, it just looks like he like he like like a dart, you know, like a, one of those darts. like boom target, like, like those starts with the with the. With the what's that? The Velcro, remember like the foam dart, yeah, yeah, the, the Velcro, Velcro darts, yeah, yes, darts. yes. Kind of looks like that. Like he just lands on. That's him. funny. The other thing, oh god, you gotta watch this. There is a match where Mascara Dorada hits a tope. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll even post it on your. I think I might have posted it on. Um, I posted it on my Facebook page because I'm. Robbie Hard made a, a a video of it, a clip of it. Mascara Dorada hits this tope on um, Euphoria. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Euphoria. I think the guy would have died. No way. What he, happened? He goes like this. Euphoria's outside like this next to the guardrail. He goes like this. And instead of just like landing and falling forward or, you know, falling the normal way, mm-hmm. he ends up landing this way. Upright. Oh my God. No way. So it looks like, it kind of looks like Euphoria catches him in the suplex. Oh the my God. That's lands, cool. It's not cool. That's horrible. It oh. Like, it looked like he was going to kill him. Like, because Euphoria wasn't, because Euphoria, I think, just made But he sure pretty he much saved, saved him. him. Saved yeah. him from like falling forward, back or anything. But it looks like it looked like the most painful thing, and you know it's funny because that happened to Mascara Dorada, 
And nobody tops. There's this girl named Paloma Rouse mm-hmm. who worked the WWL shows. And she does this tope where she, instead of like, she hits, you know how you hit the ropes? Mm-hmm. She hits the ropes and just falls forward. And <laughs> she just falls forward. Oh, jeez. I was like, oh, God. You know, one of the reasons I didn't do a so straight not- tope as simple as it is, is for some reason I was bad at getting distance. Really and well. and I just, yeah. I, and I didn't want to have the poor person saying, oh, my God, I didn't catch him because he's lame. Die. Yeah. Dark Angel. Dark Angel happened that hot. Dark Angel scares like for whatever reason Valiente can do Valiente special. Yeah, he does it flawlessly, and I still worry about it because it still looks. Yeah, very I think good. if somebody if I got into the gym and somebody said, "Okay, start doing topes, we'll catch you," I could probably get the. I know it's a simple move, but for some reason I'm bad at getting distance. I'm just lame. <laughs> but it's hilarious. Like Valente special can do can do Valente can do the Valente special, mm-hmm. and it scares me. But I know it's not gonna, nothing really bad's going to happen because he's he's so good at it. Yeah. And he's done it so many times that it's not going to worry. Like, it's he's already had his worst moments doing the movie. Right, right. But Dark Angel does a tope, and it looks like she's going to die every single time. Wow. And she's not a bad worker. Either. No, she like, isn't. She isn't. And she looks like, I think her dives are, like, the worst thing out of her whole thing. Like, I would probably, like, if I would suggest to her, I would probably just tell her to, like, figure out a simple dive. Well, that's why I do the Pescado, the slingshot over the rope. It, you know, it looks good. It looks cool. But, you know, I, I'll, be, I'll be the first to say I'm not much of a flyer. I'm not good at it. Or you if know? I was Dark Angel, I would ask Cranio like, yeah. <laughs> to show up one day and just, like, let me do topes on the re- The reason I've never done a back uh, a moonsault is because I'm a klutz at a backflip. I've tried it hundreds of times, and I did one successful one. I land on my head all the time. I imagine you doing like, a oh. landing on your head. Oh, well, here, on, here I am with Superboy. Superboy will get into the ring in his street clothes, not warmed up. He goes, oh, backflips are easy. You do this. And he has <laughs> he a perfect backflip. I felt like I was Raj from the show What's yeah, Happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the skinny guy who's clutchy and there's rerun doing all these yeah, great dance moves dance. and flipping around. And You, you know what, what I always laugh when I'm watching um, Volador Jr.'s matches when he does the Super Frankensteiner? You uh-huh. know what, what comes to my mind, right? No, was that the Arena Paraguayo match where you were working with Podad and and like he was gonna do a a, a Super Frankensteiner on you and you like like shoved them off or something. (laughs) And then like I go back and I'm like, were you guys gonna do a Super Frankenstein? He's like, because I don't remember being in that conversation because I was translating for you on that match. Yes, and he never brought that up. Like I know he wanted to do a different. He wanted to do like some other move and you said no. You nixed it. I did, yeah. Yeah, like, and I was there. But, like, the Super Frankensteiner, I don't remember that being discussed. No, he did, he just did a simple Frankensteiner off the second row. He, no, he wanted to do it away on top and all that. And, and think I, about this. No. It was Volador Jr. And he, used to, he was a lot bigger than me, yes. too. I'm and not going to do Volador that. Volador Jr. Like, he didn't look like Volador Jr. Exactly. You know, the other thing I wanted to ask, talk to you about was, because mm-hmm. um, we talk about all the, you know, we talk about Shocker, yes. Mr. Niebla, and we talk about drinking in um, Lucha. And mm-hmm. everybody kind of gets upset about, oh, these guys are all drunks and stuff right. like that. I mean, drinking in backstage is very predominant in Lucha Libre, am I right? Oh, like, hell yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not just the one guy doing it. No, I remember when I worked There's at, just some guys who are moderated. Like, they know how to... Oh, most guys... Actually, moderation the, to it. The majority guys I knew, most of them... Like, this was kind of a thing I get nostalgic at. What was really fun. When I first started training at Gills, you know, I'd, I think I'd go on Thursday nights and... Uh, after uh, the workout, Gil had a really good workout. I mean, you got a workout. You, if you went there three times a week, you'd probably, and you ate a decent diet, you'd probably have a really good body on you because he made you work. 
But uh, what was fun, at the end of each workout, all the guys would put money together, and they'd usually give it to me or one of the other beginners because there's a liquor store next door. <laughs> you were I went to get the Miller beer, mm-hmm. and I had to get a special uh, uh, a special special cans for Gil because Gil did not like it refrigerated. Oh, really? Gil wanted his beer as he said, I want it hot. Why? Oh, man, that's just... He liked it room temperature for some reason. (laughs) I know, I know. And we would just sit around drinking beer and then, but there would be two or three guys who, yeah, you could tell drank way too much. Or they would bring their own drinks, right? Like Yeah, yeah. Then there'd be Jack Daniels, the guys who drank drank way too much, way too much. Um... But most of the guys, it was just like, hey, click a yeah. couple of beers. And, and then, who I can't remember which wrestler it was, but there's a wrestler. Because it really is a family atmosphere. It is. And that's it what is. you do when you're, when you're with family. Yes, yes. A and, social gathering. I mean, backstage. And I gingerly sip it because I, I'm very... Uh, I'm very strict about not getting behind a wheel uh, inebriated. Yeah. So I'd be pretending like I was like taking a big gulp when I was actually just like a little sip. But one of the – I can't remember which wrestler it was, but he did that thing where he'd be – he'd pour his beer in a glass and then pour some Clamato juice in it. Oh, jeez. That's the first time I'd ever heard of it. And I, I finally, after the third time, said, that looks so gross. I didn't know it was like a, a fad, you know, like oh, people really? – I had no idea that was a delicacy. And he says – he says, says, you know, hey, Huero, come on, don't knock until you try it. I tried it, and it was great. Oh, really? And I tried a- Clamato by itself, and I almost puked. <laughs> but mix it with some cold, like, Miller or Budweiser, it's delicious. Really? Wow. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, I have we- no intentions of tasting that. <laughs> <laughs> Elena and I tried it with, like, a nice IPA. Uh, it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> it, does, it only works with, like, just straight beer, like a good standard beer. Is that, is that your drink of choice when you were watching WCW Thunder? <laughs> no, I turned you up. Never watched. I, I turned it off and drank nothing but Clamato and Budweiser after that. Thunder. Yeah, but no, 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 guys. I mean, you know, and it's funny. I think it is. I, I think it is uh, a job where if you have an addictive personality, it'd be easy to get caught up on it because yeah. you get one. You so you do a lot of social drinking, and I bet you start racking up the bumps and bruises, the injuries, yeah, and then the pain medicine. Yeah, you're yeah you're gonna want to drink more. Um, the one thing, you know, Conan could probably tell you better than I could, but it seems like you don't hear as many stories about of guys in Mexico getting messed up on pain medication, like getting hopelessly addicted, yeah, as yeah. you do in America. And I don't know why, because it's really easy to They're get all over dying there. pneumonia now. That's that's creepy. <laughs> that's weird. That is creepy. That's, I heard. I, I heard the flu. I don't know. I can't remember what it was. I heard of a wrestler. Uh, Ray Mendoza had it apparently. Really, Ray Mendoza Jr. I Deano did five. hear that. Deano five. I can't remember who it was. There was somebody uh, in a, in the states who actually is out with pneumonia. And my first thought is, oh, please don't let this be another strain of it going around. No, seriously, it is creepy. Yeah, because I know it. it's not. It's it's like the uh, flu, right? It's like the H one. Yeah, yeah. Was it H one N one? Was it called? Swine wait, flu. wait, wait, wait! It wasn't that one. It was, it was swine flu, right? I know it's swine flu because they had like two different names for it. Yeah, <laughs> there was another one. I can't remember what it is, but that but it's a strain that's really yeah. nailing people. Yeah, this that. one this one's been getting a lot. Yeah, of but but yeah, I I it, it's it, so funny. Um, you know how many chess men passed away like yes, yeah, uh, we even talked about it. So I I they're doing a tribute show for him. I saw that. Yes, yeah, and I put it on Facebook, and this guy from Mexico asked me asked me when did he die, and I go, this oh is, man, you gotta remember. There's a lot of people cover wrestling who are very patient, mm-hmm. very easygoing. I'm like the opposite. I'm like the worst. <laughs> I'm like the one person that, like, if I tell you one time, 
It's like that's you know you gotta like you're you're, you're the source I yeah, that where very, I found out he passed you're, you're away. Very, you have to be like almost apologetic when asking because I might be in a mood or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like so he's like he's like when did, and I told him he died he died um, January something and, yeah. and he's like he's like from what and I'm like oh seriously motherfucker where have you been <laughs> where have you been what has everybody where been have dying you been? in Mexico oh my dying. god where have you been there's you're in Mexico my god but I was just laughing at that but I mean. It's been like, I don't know what's been going on, but it's been pretty rampant. I hope it goes away. I mean, it's it's creepy. I I wonder, I mean. I think we've had three deaths from it. And then like uh, Cerebro Negro, he's he's okay now, but he said he's going to take a couple of months. Have we heard anything about the general population there? Is there, is it a a lot of people? I don't know. I haven't done any research on the. Maybe we should ask. I, Steve, I guess if you had have Steve do research on it, that's true. Sims is the man. Where are you, Sims, Steve Sims? Get Sims, back here, Sims. If you're if you're Steve, if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening, uh, knock knock. Do some research. I do like Big Bang, Steve. Steve. <laughs> I'm so jazzed, Big Bang. Three more seasons. Oh really? Yeah, it just got signed wow. for three more seasons. I don't want that show to Horrible. ever end. It's <laughs> <Just> awesome. <kidding. laughs> Actually, I've been watching that show for a while, so I can't. I, I, like I, I told you, my, my niece thinks I have a crush on Kaylee Cuco. <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean... I, the crush I have is Bernadette. Bernadette? The, the uh, blonde, right? The blonde who's married to Wallace. Yeah, I know. She's, She's a, so she, cute. She looked like... Is she the voice of the mom? I think she is the voice of the mom. I wonder, because remember that episode does, where... Yeah, when she does the voice, she sounds <coughs> just like her, so I'm guessing she must be the voice. She must be. Well, you know what I love about that show is every, when they introduce a new character... It's not just filler. It's a good character. It's you, a you know who um, I was. I was somebody posted a liked on on Facebook a Miam Bialik. Um, yes, picture. yes. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was. It had to be like I'm guessing. I can't remember who it was who did it. And I looked at the picture, and it looked nothing like her. She looked actually attractive. In the yeah, she's a cute gal, actually. Well, she, she, but it's funny how... No, she doesn't look attractive in the... No, no, in Big Bang. It's like Blossom. It's Blossom. She still has the big nose, Blossom. You know what I mean? That's like... She still looks like Blossom. She does, but she's cute. There's something about her. Girl, you have some weird taste. I like her. nerdy girls, which is why I like Bernadette. Yeah. Well, Bernadette's attractive. She is cute. She is so goddamn cute. She is a doll. I... But no, that's a that's such when a solid the, show. When is the Indian dude going to get a full time girlfriend? You know what? Remember they introduced that to uh, the vet, right? To a vet, or was that a different girl? Was the, uh, the, I can't remember her name, but it was the girl, oh, the who skinny had, girl, the skinny the girl, social uh, phobic. Yeah, the, the, she's she's hilarious. Have you she seen her? Was, she does a she does a comedy duo with um. They're called like something oats. Like I, I was hoping oats. they were going to keep her. I liked really? her character. Yeah, she's she's hilarious. Like she's funny. And it's so funny. This guy who has a phobia of women is dating a woman who's phobic of just general yeah, uh, yeah. fraternizing. It's so weird. You forget that he has the phobia of, with with of women uh, with her. Yes, exactly. He exactly. Can't talk to like um, you can't talk to the other women on the that that are dating. Exactly. And, and so it seems like they'd be Except such a Blossom. natural. He can talk to Blossom. Yes. He doesn't find her. I thought it'd be funny if they got them together. Yeah. Yeah. They gotta find somebody nerdy like for him, like some from the past. Totally, totally. But no, the reason I find I find her cute is is a woman could look average, but if she is funny, if she's comedic, and it does it to me. I had the hugest crush on Anna Gasteyer when she's on Saturday Night Live. And I always wondered... And I bet it, you there's people listening to this podcast now thinking, TMI, too much information. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to give you more. No, <laughs> TMI... TMI not, hey, hey, Kurt, this would be the VIP portion. Exactly, this podcast. is this is what we're going to charge we, for. We would have charged And people for will pay to listen to me, goddammit. <laughs> they won't admit it, but yeah. they will. But I always wondered, where did I get that... that 
uh, mojo, that that kind of like that thing yeah. for for comedic chicks. And then I thought back, my dad it was never the type of guy who you never saw him like you know. You never saw him talk about, oh, she's hot, or, oh, that woman has a nice rack. My dad, very gentleman like that way, would, you know, he'd, he'd say something like, oh, she's very attractive, but yeah. nothing like that. But I remember uh, I was watching a Mae West movie, and he comes to the room, and he sits down, and, like, five minutes, I noticed he has this ear-to-ear grin. I could <laughs> tell. He didn't say anything, but he couldn't hide it. I could tell Mae West, yeah. sexy, funny woman. So I think that's where I got it from. Yeah. It's in the jeans. I, I tend to end up just liking every girl. So oh, I think, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. a little too. Like, I've got I've got I'm I, a little too much. I've got very diverse tastes yeah, in women, yeah. just like I do in music. Yeah. You know, it's it's my it's my downfall. Amapolo is still my current crush, uh, though. And, and Kurt hasn't watched Estrellita and her police outfit yet, guys. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna ask her to lend it to Amapolo. You could, you could bug you could bug him about. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do want to see that. I'm just hilarious. Like she she for whatever reason she looked in the, in her. Um, Schoolgirl outfit didn't look particularly great lately to me. I, I hate the schoolgirl you know outfit thing. Cause, cause, it, it's cause weird. the whole puffy thing. The yeah, whole, her boobs looked a little too like that thing looked a yeah. little too like weird. And I never, I never, I never liked she, when she's fully clothed. Mm-hmm. She was at the press conference. She looked attractive. Mm. I think I, for whatever reason, there's some women who can't pull off like the the wrestling gear thing. Remember, we've talked about a local girl that we, you're right. I won't mention. Yeah, we won't mention her name, but yeah, yeah, yeah she looks a little more manlier. But like when she dresses yes. normally, she looks. She looks fine. really yeah cute. Did I tell you? Um, I went to um, at my niece's um, open house, mm-hmm. and the te- her history teacher kind of mm-hmm. looks like that wrestler. That oh no way really? Yeah. I was like oh my goodness. Oh, so I kept I kept telling her let's go back and talk to her. <laughs> let's see if she knows how to <laughs> do an arm drag. No, she was she was hot though. So. <laughs> That's why you really wanted. Yeah, well, yeah. Very fun. Very cute. Very cute. So well, any, we anything co- else you want to know? No, I think we oh, covered a lot of ground. Mysterio changed his name. I heard. Oh, I did hear about that. To Ray Horace, and now there's another another no. Ray Mysterio. Wow, and there's another Ray. There's another Ray. Yeah, there's Ray another Horace. King. There's another King. Hey, maybe he could go to CML and change his name to Horace. <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't have a Horace already. They dumped the Ray or, out of the. Or call him Horace. Horace here's a who. We'll make him a Doctor it's, Seuss it's, character. It's, it's kind of weird, like the whole name thing, because I don't really understand the whole. They've just mismanaged the whole equal the Ray Mysterio thing. They should just give them different names. It's, it's, just stop playing with well, it. It's a money. It's a money gimmick, but I mean, it's just not working. At yeah, all, you know? it gets silly, it's, especially when you have too many. You know, and then over over a short period of time, I mean, it's so many guys doing it in a short period. Right. Of time. Right. Like if you're doing it, like this guy quit, and then. Gave like a year or two to let another guy do it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's like within like the same. Show. No, that's silly. You have so many people from the same generation yeah. using similar names. Yeah. It's confusing to the average fan. Well, we'll have to do a show where we talk about all the confusing names. Like we'll do that soon. Maybe yeah. we should have that be special for the next show. Uh, thank you for listening, folks. And we will be back again really soon. Obviously, there will be lots and lots of news to cover again, and maybe I'll have witnessed some of it even. (laughs) (laughs) So until then, uh, may the right hemisphere of the brain short-circuit the left hemisphere. May the left hemisphere short-circuit the right hemisphere, and bing, you're there. Till next time, comrades, have a great, great two weeks, and we'll be back hopefully in two weeks. Yes. (laughs) Take it easy!